0: trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and thank you to our sponsor, VA, for making another episode possible And today we get to know all about Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining. Um, So let's get started then. Take us all the way back to the beginning. Scott, where are you from? What market are you in now? And how did you find yourself in real estate?
2: So um, I am in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, which is just above Montana, North Dakota. Um, We're kind of like the Minneapolis, I guess, perhaps for your U.S. listeners. Okay. And I've been in real estate for 16, 17 years mm-hmm. and I got started in it from, and I don't know if it was big in the, the States, like it was in Canada, but Mike Holmes and homes on homes. It, it's a home renovation program. My wife and I bought our first house. Just prior to me getting into real estate and through watching home and garden TV and learning about houses and renovating my house, I, I just got interested in real estate and I had a couple of friends, I would call them, you know, personal mentors, if you will, at the time that were husband and wife team in real estate with Remax and I joined their team in 2006
1: Okay, cool. So, you know, we, we started out with REMAX, 2006. We've been at the game for a little while now. When did you jump over to EXP and what drew you to it? Because switching brokerages is, it's tough. So what made you say this jump is worth it to me?
2: Yeah, so I was with REMAX, like I said, 15, 16 years. I had hair when I started. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and you know what? It, it's very expensive, especially in my market. It's very expensive. And when I started you know, in 2006, 2007, the name REMAX meant something and it meant something in our market. We had double the market share of every other company. And I think that REMAX was just synonymous with real estate. That's not the case anymore. And our market now, the local company is, third fourth fifth you know some months first so it it, you know Mm -hmm. it's really dropped and part of that is just a high fee model it's the most expensive company to work for and i was just sick of building somebody else's retirement Mm -hmm. just so that i could have a balloon in my advertising because that's really what it boiled down to at this point in my career i did not need the remax brand to secure you know sales and listings and, and to be truthful, I don't think any agent needs any brand to secure business, you know, in 2022 personal brand trumps everything. And so I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I like to joke, but I'll do just about anything for a free lunch. (laughs) And I, I can't tell you how many boards I've sat on and how many volunteer positions I've done because they had lunchtime meetings and I was going to get a free lunch. And so as you know, the EXP model is predicated on, you know, recruiting. And as soon as agents get in, they recruit, recruit, recruit. And it, it happened to me. And, and I said, well, if you want to recruit me, take me out for lunch. And one guy did. And then I was like, Hey, this is a pretty good gig. And so four four free lunches later, I actually <laughs> said to a friend of mine, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I I'm just, I'm just milking these guys for free lunches. Mm-hmm. But over time, it chipped away at me. And then really, you know what? It was the EXP explained video, the sort of the original one by Brent Gove, that really got my wheels spinning, that it was time to make a change. And if I'm being truthful, I was ready to leave Remax for years. It just didn't have really have a place to go. And so it was kind of a combination of it's time for me to leave and a new opportunity finally made sense for me.
1: That's awesome. So, you know, you, you were sitting down to all these recruiting lunches, probably heard, caught wind of it or whatever it was. And then, you know, when you were thinking it's time for a change, we saw that EXP model. We liked it, looked good. Let's go ahead and make this move. So now that you're here, you know, you're a high producer at EXP, you're in the top 2%. You know, what makes Scott say, I am never leaving EXP?
2: Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like an Apple product. Once you get an Apple product, and then you have your your iPad connected to it and your MacBook mm-hmm. connected to it, it makes no sense to get an Android phone because nothing works anymore. And so, I mean, a, a testimony to the EXP, you know, business model. Once you're in, it it really doesn't make sense to leave. And you know, to be fully transparent, I'm a very my I'm a driver personality, and I'm a very Type A person. And truthfully, I just kind of want people to leave me alone. Let me do my business. Let me do my thing. And, and I don't really put a lot of stock in the, the, the the company, like even with Remax, I mean, I went to the functions, but I wasn't a big raw, raw Remax guy. And even at eXp, I just want to sell houses. I just want to make money there. Of course, there's benefits to to being at the company, but I think with the, the rev share with the stock and, you know it just doesn't make sense to leave and and plus we, we all know those agents that are on their third or their fourth or their fifth brokerage and the grass is not green on the other side, the grass is green where you water it and I had planned to be at Remax my entire career, in fact I was kind of looking forward to getting that 25 year plaque and that 30 year plaque. And so I don't see myself leaving the XP unless something catastrophically changes with the company, just because it it doesn't make sense. It's not good for your production and you're going to be successful or you're going to fail at any company, depending on how much work you put in. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. And uh, you know, I like what you said, like you like to just kind of do your own thing, um, get your work done, sell your houses. Nobody has to be over your shoulder. And that's the cool thing about eXp, you know, is that you can do your own thing. You do have to be a self-starter. You have to be a little self-motivated because uh, we don't have a lot of brick and mortar areas. But at the same time, that's an advantage to people like yourself, Scott, that you're like, I am a train. I like to go, go do it on my own. Leave me alone. Trust the process and I'll get there.
2: Exactly. And I mean, I think that's where the, the team structure, the mentorship model at eXp comes in, you have to, you have to leverage that if you're not a self starter, or if you need some of that training or you need some of that accountability, it, it's all there. And it, it would be true in a brick and mortar model as well, that as an agent, if you need help, you need to reach out and, and get that help. Or you're, you know, we, we all see the agents at, you know, the 80, 20 rule. We all see the 80% of agents at, at every company that are at the bottom. and, They seem to stay at the bottom. And you know what? If you're being honest, you can look at them and spend five minutes with them and and you know exactly why they're at the bottom.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, Scott, let's talk a little bit now that we've kind of talked uh, a little bit about the tools at EXP and how much you can pretty much work yourself to death here if you want to, um, you know, with all the training and the tools and bettering yourself. Let's talk about you for a minute. Let's talk about how, you know, you're busy, you're high production, you're jumping around, you're branding yourself. How do you take care of Scott? How do you make sure you're avoiding burnout mode and that your work life is at a decent balance for, you know, what's possible with it?
2: Yeah, great question. I, I don't really believe or buy into that, that whole narrative a whole lot, if I'm being honest with you. I, I joke all the time with a colleague of mine that wh- when's the last time you've really worked a 40-hour week? And, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I hope this I hope this podcast is more geared to uh, agents and not not our clients. But when's the last time you've really had to work a, a 40 hour week? And I, I guess if you maybe added up every text, every phone call, but I work out of a home office. I, I get yeah. up, I get to work out at home. You know, I, I get my you know stuff done that I need to get done in the morning. And and just like everybody else, I go on my appointments in the afternoon and the evening if if need be. But if agents are really honest with themselves, there's lots of flex time in between, lots of time to get other stuff done, um, yeah. lots of time to go for a random lunch or a random coffee. So, you know, in the springtime, we're entering into right now in our market, it's busy and it it is what it is. I mean, that's the nature of the business. For the next two or three months, it's going to be busy and you just have to leverage into it. But I, But again, I don't really, you know, I know that agents talk about it and I just don't really buy into that whole, well, I'm burnt out and I'm so busy. And yes, you, you go through a couple of days stretches sometimes when it's just, you know, crazy, crazy, mm-hmm. then I'll take an afternoon and I'll just chill out at home or I'll walk my dogs or whatever. And so there's, because of the flexibility in our schedule, I don't really think there's an excuse for agents to burn out.
1: Absolutely. No, Um, you're a hundred percent right. I love that you pointed that out and that you're honest about it, you know, because that's what people want. When they come to real estate, often I am talking to icon podcasts, like, Hey, what caused you to come over? What wanted you to make the jump? And they were like, you know, there's a little more flexibility in the schedule. You know, I can spend more time with my kids. I can do this, can do that. Even though you feel like you're hitting the ground running, you still got a lot of personal time, you know, at home in your home office, or, um, you know, you're just not at your desk from eight to five. Right. Ultimately, You're not handcuffed to it, which is a good point.
2: So or commuting you, i mean i one thing that i love about this business is that i don't fight you know 8 a.m and 5 p.m traffic 5 p.m the odd time if you're out showing a house in the afternoon but uh mm-hmm. you know you definitely don't have to commute so i, I like that a lot
1: yeah no that's a great point point. and you know you do a little bit of like working out you know taking care of yourself a little time to clear your mind um but what really recharges you scott you know is that like some people are in like axe throwing leagues or, you know, some people use um meditation in the morning. Like, how do you um come to terms and just like touch base with yourself? I guess when, the, when, yeah, it's going. I'm a very,
2: yeah. I'm a very stable person. Um And what mm. I mean by that is, you know, mentally, emotionally, and I, and, and I know that, you know, everybody's different and, you know, not to make light of different people's personalities and struggles and different things like that. But I'm a very stable person, mentally, emotionally, physically. I don't have super high highs. I don't have super low lows. And so I don't necessarily really, I don't really necessarily feel I have to quote unquote pre-charge. Um, I do work out in the morning. I have a couple of dogs that I have to walk a couple of times a day. I really look forward to, to you know, to those times of, of yeah. getting out and, you know i listen to a lot of podcasts i don't i, I don't listen to music like rarely at all if, if ever and mm-hmm. so i you know just trying to keep myself sort of sharp and focused that way um and then i mean obviously you know everybody has their their hobbies and there are things they they like to do that uh you know that fills their cup but um yeah nothing that specifically that i it's like oh my goodness i just need this this hour to recharge i i, I just don't operate that way i guess
1: I'm going to chalk this conversation up to what recharges Scott free lunch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. If you need okay. me to do something for you, just order a pizza and I'm there.
1: <laughs> heard, heard. That's awesome. No, that's really fun. Um, and that's, that's great. You know, you've got your own, own way of operating and uh, you know, to each their own in this industry, which is one of the things that makes real estate and EXP one of a kind. Um, let's talk a little bit about the icon award then. Right. So, um, I'd like to know, you know, in your market, we don't have to talk exact numbers because then our heads will start spinning, but just like a ballpark idea of, you know, how many houses you have to sell in your area compared to somebody who's selling homes in like Los Angeles, California, right. Where they can icon in like $3 trillion sales, where, you know, maybe you have to work a little harder and get 15 to 20. I don't know yet. And I would love to learn about that production. I want to know what benefits you took away from the Icon Award and how you gave back, you know, uh, culturally. Are you a mentor? Did you teach lessons in EXP world? What's your story? What is the Icon through Scott's eyes?
2: Sure. So I, this is actually April 1. I mean, depending on when this this episode comes out, we're the first week of April, 2022. Yeah. April 1st, 2022 was my technically my first, year anniversary with the company. Oh, happy um,
1: anniversary. Thank
2: you. Thank you. You're and welcome. I so I iconed early, like I think I iconed I- about the eight or nine month mark of the year. That's and incredible. I mean even this year with April one being the the sort of the the cutoff date or there's the start date for the next year. Mm-hmm. I just had enough production. I kind of scheduled it that way so that I had I, I banked a bunch of stuff and you know to to have um, basically capped already the first week of 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 the new of the new season, if you will, and so in in Saskatoon, our average commission is somewhere in that six thousand dollar range, sixty five hundred. I mean, obviously, you can go higher and lower, but if we're just using averages, which works out to about thirty five deals to Icon, it's about uh, fifteen or so to cap, mm-hmm. and then. And then of course the other the additional 20 deals. I don't think and I don't know the, the the award intimately, but I don't think anybody in our market would get there with GCI. I think most people are gonna go buy the, the deals. Um, you know, and so in our market it's it's I would say on the low end 30. Some agents might need 37 or 38 deals if they're if they you know do smaller smaller deals. But that's what it takes to icon in, in our market. And I chose to Teach in the in the university. I, I I would love to be on some icon panels. I, it just didn't seem to be an option when I I could either be a, a mentor or or teach in the university. And I teach on for sale by owners. I cut my teeth in this business on Fizbos. I still call Fizbos to this day, and so that's what I teach. And I actually do. The, I've only done two training sessions so far, but on on the last training session, I actually did a couple of live calls. Uh, I think that it's the best way to teach people to sort of see it in action. And really with for sale by owners, I think people have a negative connotation that they're, that they're mean or they're nasty, or they're going to swear at them. And (laughs) it it couldn't be farther from the truth. It's an absolute goldmine of business. And so I think the live calls were great for people to see that. Wow. It's actually not that hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think the cultural commitment for, icon- for iconing is, is pretty cool. Um, however, I, again, to my earlier comment about not being a big, you know, I don't, I don't get into the weeds on, on sort of company stuff. And so I haven't really dug fully into, you know, all the, you know, the features and benefits of the award, um, only being with the company one year and, and really being quite busy. I just haven't had the, a chance to dig into it.
1: Absolutely. No, that's really cool. Um, you know, diving into Fizbo is something that's maybe not necessarily focused on a lot in um, the EXP world, whereas, you know, everybody's talking about social media or, you know, how to break into different markets. But right. FISBO is a very unique market, and that's uh, that's really cool that you're focusing in on
0: that.
2: Well, and it's, it's listing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the name of the game. And I, I think that so many of the other tools out there are potentially buyer attractive. Attractants, mm-hmm. and so the thing that I like about for sale by owners is it's, it's <laughs> listing dominated predominantly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a that's really a cool area of focus. You know, something that not everybody thinks about. And if this is an official invite, if you ever want to come do a spinoff episode on it and kind of, um, I guess, dive in or maybe tease one of your lessons coming up in EXP World, you are more than welcome back on the Icon Podcast. Anytime, love free. to do it. Awesome. And um, so then moving on, Scott, that's really cool how you get back to EXP culture. Everybody's got their own, you know, special touch on it. But I'd like to kind of talk to the newbies right now that may be listening. You know, maybe they are a first year EXP agent or maybe they're new to real estate and EXP is their first brokerage. They see this big shiny icon award that the best of the best are getting. They've got their eyes on it, but is that something they should shoot for in their first year? Obviously you did it with your first year in EXP, but you know, what are some mistakes you may have made along the way that could have jeopardized that or just some advice, you know, when tackling the icon award and in your first year with EXP.
2: Well, I guess if we're speaking to like the brand new agent or maybe an agent that's less than five years in the business, Mm -hmm. I guess the short answer would be why not? Why not shoot for icon and go for it? It's, it's I would say it's not easy to do. And again, I guess depending on which market you're in and how many deals that you have to do. But if you take my market at, at 35 deals, mm-hmm. I would say that very few first year or first two or three year agents would hit that mark. But that doesn't mean that it's it's not possible. I mean, it's all like I said earlier, the grass is greenest where you water. And if you hustle, if you hustle. And work hard and, you know, do, I guess, all of the things that you're trained and taught to do and all the things that are out there for you to do. It's not impossible to, you know, to hit that production level. I think where agents really start to see growth in their business is when they get A, referrals, and B, when they start to get that that past client business. And, I mean, those deals are a first-year agent can't get a past client mm-hmm. Uh, deal, so it's you. You know, it really does take you know maybe three to five years to start to see some of that business come in. But where I think new agents are really missing the mark, and, and if I can if I can go this direction, okay. is is social media. I I know that there's a, a couple of younger agents in my market that have a a, a large following or, or connection, especially on Instagram. They'll post one picture and they'll get like 400 likes. I'll slave over a piece of content and you know I'll get 40 likes or something like that and I'm and I'm and I'm happy. You know, I'm an, I'm I'm an yeah. old guy, I'm 43 years old, but these younger agents that have built up, you know, a following I think they're scared to leverage social media because they think, well, I'm one year in the business, I'm two years in the business, who's going to follow me? But I I know a couple of agents that have really documented the process. Hey, I'm going on my first listing presentation. Hey, it went really well. Um, I'm at my first home inspection. And these are a couple of things that the inspector pointed out. And I would buy a house from her any day of the week because I've watched her grow in the first year of her business. And I think that if new agents would get out of their comfort zone, get on social media, document your process through your growth in real estate, you would be absolutely amazed at how many people would want to do business with you. And it might be higher on the buyer side because all of your sphere might be like, Hey, I want to call Scott and, and, and help help have him help me buy a house. I I see he's out there doing this, that, and the other thing. So that, that would be one piece of advice for a new agent and a younger agent to just get over it, start posting, start documenting, share some of your mistakes, share your wins, share your process, and people will flood to you to do business with you, guaranteed.
1: Absolutely, that's so well said. Uh, you know, really grow your brand. And that's one of the cool things about eXp too, is you're not, oh, this is EXP Scott right? You're Scott. And then the little sparkle in the corner is, you know, my bones are EXP, but who you right. see and who you're acting interacting with is Scott, right? right. And it, that's the really neat thing of the scalability of your brand and your business. You can crank it all the way up. People don't even, first of all, people really don't even think about what a brokerage is coming from no. somebody that talks to real estate agents every day, but I don't have my license. I'm not in the world. And I was like, what is a brokerage? what? You guys aren't just at a real estate office full of real estate agents. You know, people don't really care about that as much as they care about who they're buying the house with, who's putting them into their home. How is this person going to interact with them throughout the process? And are they going to, you know, take away something from it, learn something more, keep that lead warm, recommend them to their friends and so on and so forth. And, uh, I think that social media is a great, Great area to focus on, especially for the newbies.
2: It's it's that typical saying that people don't, or what is it? Uh, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And people don't, I always say, people don't care what brokerage you're with. They care that you're working hard for them. And I said it at the beginning of the episode, personal brand trumps everything. And, and yeah. especially nowadays with social media, somebody said the other day, what, what do real estate agents sell? And most people will say homes. It's incorrect. We we sell information. We we're knowledge brokers. We're helping people navigate through a transaction based on our knowledge. And if you can be the knowledge broker, especially on social media, uh, there's ten deals a year right there, instantly, easily.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, it's I like I like that. You know, it's not how much you know; it's about how much you care. And I really. Um, I think that's a huge point to emphasize on, especially as a newbie into the industry and get in there, lean into your mentors, lean into the people around you. Um, Use that contact list that you have in your phone. I had somebody say there's 26 letters in the alphabet and 30 days in the month. You've got plenty of time to get around to them. And I think that's also great advice. And uh, Scott, you know, moving on, I'm sure at one point maybe you were on the fence about eXp and maybe you weren't. Maybe you saw eXp and you're like, that's for me. But, uh, you know, there's things that float around in the industry like EXP is a cult. EXP is a pyramid scheme. You don't want to go over there. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. So to somebody listening right now that's skeptical or maybe um, even if you could go talk to yourself, however many years ago you learned about EXP and you didn't quite make the jump, you know, what would you have to say to somebody that's on the fence like that?
2: Yeah, it's a great business model by the company to provide revenue share for organic growth, but it does come with a downside. And that's that, uh, uh, you know, we, we refer to it as like commission breath or recruiting breath that, you know, there's lots of jokes out there that when an EXP agent calls you to, to find out more information about the property, there's a good chance. They're just trying to recruit you. And and I do think that that is a bit of a stigma out there. And I, I think it's warranted. I mean, it's, it, it's true, right? We all get into this company and we see the potential where I think that, um, you know, where I think that maybe the recruiting process fails a little bit and what, what I see, and, and I'm not a big recruiter. I have been in your business or EXP one year. I have one person on on my team and, you know, I do have plans to grow it, but I think what people are looking for is. Is mentorship, accountability, training. You know, the the whole rev share thing is, I think, something that you grow into in the business. And perhaps there's bigger teams that will get into it solely for that. But the individual agent that says, you know, I'm kind of thinking about making a change, kind of thinking about getting into this business, I think that leveraging all the tools that EXB has and you know as i've listened to many other your guests on the podcast they all talk mm-hmm. about you know the the, the top guys sharing and, and the collaboration and i think that's actually what draws people over i think people like to sell the stock and people like to sell the rev share and those are definite pluses and that's what really piqued my interest especially you know iconing and getting that 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 stock back um But I think that's where people might miss the mark. It's like, hey, how can I show this agent how they can be helped and served at the company? And I think that's going to draw people over maybe more so than trying to sell them on stock and and rev share.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, a funny story yesterday, I was talking to an icon agent. She's like, I go on recruiting lunches all the time. She's like, they call me and they ask me to recruit them or they ask to me if I can like, you know, come over and how we can be on a team and stuff like that. And she's like, I just pull a reverse on them. And all of a sudden I'm talking about EXP and they're asking me about my brokerage, like yeah. just pulling that little reverse card on, uh, you know, this is why I love EXP. Maybe you should think about coming over here because um, with opening a brokerage, why would you take on all that liability and all that risk when we could do the same project, work together, but you just come join me instead. And yeah, I think yeah. that uh, it's exciting for sure. And a good way for free lunch, Scott. Um, well, Scott, you know, I think this has been a great episode. We're coming up on 30 minutes and I've asked you all my questions. Is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with, um, before we, you know, do a spinoff episode in a couple of weeks?
2: You know, I don't think so. I, th- I think at the end of the day, you know, we as real real estate agents and anybody listening to this, that's in the business or new to the business or thinking about getting in the business, you really, at the end of the day, get out what you put in mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a 40 hour grind. If you're smart with your time, you can, you know, you can accomplish a lot more and a lot less. So I, I appreciate the invite. It was, uh, it was an honor to be here and, uh, I do look forward to being back at any time.
1: Awesome, Scott. Thank you so much for your time today and be on the lookout for me at expcon and shareholders and we'll get together and we'll talk more. Look forward to it. Thanks, Scott. Bye.
2: See ya.